from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Before I start this episode of the Fight for Wednesday Night podcast, I just want to reach out and send my condolences to the family of George Floyd. I cannot express enough how saddened I am by this situation. This country has a real big issue with racism, police brutality, and segregation still to this day. I just am just so baffled that we still to this day have to worry about these issues going on. And it is not right that anybody feels that they are less than or not treated fairly in this country. And I stand with peace. I stand with love. I stand with harmony. Black Lives Matter. And I walk with you. Secure our territory. Secure our turf. Because it's all our turf. Elite, Kenny and the Bucks, listen This that undisputed, yeah, we're here to shock the system This a war zone going down on Wednesday nights This a fight, this is NXT vs. Dynamite Weekly battles, ratings shattered, this a revolution This is change to what the game is used to doing This is all about that dark and light contrast Welcome to the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast Welcome to the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast I am your host, Mike De Niro before we get into the show, I just want to thank all our followers and subscribers from all over the world. Thank you for all your support. Thanks for following on Instagram at Fight for Wednesday Night. And thanks for joining the Discord server. Like I said, when the podcast ends, the conversation continues on Discord. Thank you for following. So, we had two great episodes of wrestling tonight. Another good episode for AEW. Another good episode for NXT. I... Really been enjoying both shows lately. I, I I don't know. Like I think that neither have really been doing anything that's, I guess, bad or losing. So both shows to me lately have been really solid, which is great because I enjoy watching good wrestling. And if I get two wrestling shows that are really good, then that's better for me than having one show and then another show being a chore to watch. This week I'm going to start out with NXT again. I really enjoyed this show. It was not as good as last week's show. There was a lot of build towards the pay-per-view this Sunday, or this Saturday, for NXT TakeOver In Your House. So, this was a go-home show. 
we start out with women's action. Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim. This became a big brawl with uh, Dakota Kai, Gonzalez, Tegan Knox. Keith Lee comes out. Gargano comes out. It ends up becoming a tag match between Gar- Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae and Keith Lee and Mia Yim. And this was a nice little preview of what we're going to see on Sunday. Or Saturday. Sorry, I'm so con- I'm so used to WWE pay-per-views being on Sunday. But yeah, it's going to be a nice little preview of what we're going to see on Saturday between Gargano and Lee. Gargano keeps playing this like real chicken shit heel. He's taunting Lee. Lee's chasing after him. He can't seem to catch up with Jar- Johnny Gargano. Gargano's like outwitting him. He's outpacing him. But yeah, it's going to be a good match. This match ended when Johnny Gargano, though, stuck a key in Keith Lee's eye. And that was a damper on the match for me because this is straight out of AEW. A couple months ago, we saw the inner circle stab John Moxley in the eye with a key. So to have that here on NXT, that was like a carbon copy, like copy. We It's like they copy and pasted the storyline into NXT from AEW. And I, I don't like that. Like that, there's too much of a similarity there in that story. You could have did anything else. He could have poked him in the eye with something else, but it had to be a key. This wasn't the first time that NXT has done something like that, but whatever. I'm I'm not gonna crap on it too much. That that was just a little weird for me. We got a Dexter Loomis promo after this, and I I like Dexter Loomis. He's definitely interesting. He's a character that is unique, and that's saying a lot for NXT because there's not a lot of uniqueness. But we're seeing that change now with guys like uh, Loomis and. Carrying Cross, of course we have Velveteen Dream. So there, there's there's more characters on this show now, but the uniqueness of Dexter Loomis is interesting. He's playing that American Psycho character. We've seen this character before in uh, Impact Wrestling when he was Sam Shaw a couple years ago, around like 2012 ish. Um, yeah, so I'm very interested to see where he goes, but I'll keep an eye out for him. He's definitely someone who I think is going to be moving up the card. When, uh, you know, this pandemic thing is over and we have a crowd back in full sail. We got a nice build-up video between uh, Cole and Velveteen Dream for their match on Saturday. I got it right this time, guys. On Saturday for the uh, In Your House pay-per-view. I don't know. I, I don't think Cole loses the title here. I know a lot of people been talking. Well, maybe not a lot of people, but a lot of people... Well, some people, gosh, have been talking that Cole's contract is up in August. He has yet to resign. I personally don't see him going anywhere, but do you take off the title on Cole? I mean, I don't know. Is Velveteen Dream the guy right now to take the title from Cole? Cole is the longest reigning NXT champion. Is that really going to be a money-making move to drop the title to Velveteen Dream? I don't know. It's going to be very interesting, but this was very well done. The cinematic video shots here of the Undisputed Error in the limo and eating and you got Velveteen Dream rollerblading. It was very unique and I really love this. This was really well done. We got a really good match between Tony Nese and Isaiah Swerve Scott. That was very intense, very fast-paced. These two guys always bring the heat, especially Isaiah Scott. I think that it was good that Isaiah Scott 
got the victory in this match because he definitely needs to be pushed more. And I think that if this catapults him to a bigger role in NXT, that would be perfect. I love where... I love the future trajectory of Isaiah Swerve Scott because I think that by the end of this year or by the end of next year, he could definitely be in the title picture. He has the charisma. He has the talent. That's someone to look out for also. We got the return of Brazongo on this show, which was nice because we haven't seen them in quite a while. We The last time I, mean, I think I seen Tyler Breeze was his matchup with Austin Theory. And Fandango been out for a while with an injury. So it's cool to see them as a team again. And they got a victory over Undisputed Error and uh, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. So this might put them in title... In the title picture, if they're the number one contenders, I think them and Imperium would be a pretty good match. When NXT first came to USA, they had some matches with Brazongo and Imperium, and they always were solid and delivered, so I'm interested in seeing that. We got another really good video package between Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte building up their match this Saturday at In Your House. I'm very excited for this match because I think that these are three of the top women in WWE and maybe all of the world. I... Don't see Charlotte losing, but I do see this being maybe a come-out party for Io Shirai. I don't know. This this could go either way, but I really think that this is going to be one of the matches that everyone's talking about coming out of the show on Saturday because the talent that's in that ring for that matchup is going to be insane. Those three women right there are just going to tear the roof off the place. The main event of this show was for the interim cruiserweight champion. It was the finals of the tournament. We had Drake Maverick and El Hijo del Fantasma. Like I said in the prior weeks on this show, I am a big fan of Fantasma. Going to the show, we had the unknown of Drake Maverick because Drake Maverick is not signed to the WWE at the time. So I don't think many people expected him to win unless he undercoverly did re-sign to the company. And this match was phenomenal. They... Both of these guys have great chemistry, first of all. Really good match. At the end, though, El Hijo del Fantasma picks up the victory. I'm very happy for that. I said a couple weeks ago, I hope he went all the way and wins the title. He does here. That's awesome. But after this, we had a very emotional moment where Drake Maverick is in the ring, getting a standing ovation. He's tearing up. He thinks that this is his last moment in WWE, his last match, and he's getting a standing ovation from his fellow comrades and his peers in the crowd. It was very emotional. And as he walked up the ramp, Triple H comes out from the back and offers him an NXT contract. I think that this was inevitable, especially with the type of buzz that Drake Maverick really like created for himself. After he was released from the WWE, putting up that personal video, crying, saying how this was all he ever wanted and he's going to give it his all in this tournament. And then really building a following behind him. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy. 
as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I think that it was inevitable that WWE offered him this contract, and I'm very proud of him. I'm glad that he's staying in NXT. I'm glad that Triple H did offer him this contract. So, what a way to end that show. Very emotional. Really good show. A go-home show, like I said. It wasn't their best show. It wasn't better than last week, in my opinion, but it's still a really solid show. I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10. My match of the night was that main event. Big fan of El Hijo del Fantasmo. Really emotional moment with Drake Maverick. Really emotional post-match. I think that that was just the makers of a great matchup and a great segment. So that was my match of the night for NXT. 7.5 out of 10. Great show. Kudos, NXT. Let's get into AEW. We start out with the tag team titles where last week it was Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc who won a number one contendership match against SCU. They get their title shot tonight against Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. This was a pretty good match. It went kind of long. Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc got a lot of offense in. Kenny Omega looked really good. Hangman Page's first match on Dynamite in a while. He looked pretty good. This was a solid match. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page win the match. They're going to be facing the best friends at Fighter Fest, which is going to be July 1st and July 8th. It was a two-event, oh, a two-week event, which is going to be pretty cool, kind of like they did Bash at the Beach earlier in the year. So this is going to be kind of the same here. But yeah, Paige and Omega, I don't I didn't see them losing the belt to Havoc and Kip Sabian. It would have been a shocker. I could possibly see them losing the belts to the best friends, though. I think that the best friends could win the belts and Hangman and Page, well, Hangman and Page, Hangman and Omega could actually start their dissension or there's going to be a swerve. I don't know. But I do think that it's time that Kenny Omega and Hangman Page are put into the singles title picture and the heavyweight division and not in the tag team division because these two guys are just amazing singles wrestlers. They're a great tag team. Don't get me wrong, but as singles wrestlers, I think that's where these two really shine. And Kenny Omega in the title picture just makes sense. Hangman Page in the title picture just makes sense. We got a recap of earlier in the week where Tully Blanchard is firing up Sean Spears. This was amazing. We haven't seen much of Tully on this show. We haven't seen Tully talk much since Dynamite started. And Tully's a great promo what a fired up promo he had earlier in the week where he's just screaming at Spears. Then he gives Spears a, a black glove. I don't know the true, like the behind story or the backstory on this. I don't know if the glove is loaded. 
JR said that for years the black glove has been used by some of like the most devious dastardly heels so I don't know I hope that this does add to Sean Spears but Sean Spears does need something to really add to his character because lately I don't know if he's a comedy gimmick I don't know if he's supposed to be taken serious he was the chairman after he hit Cody with the chair it was like oh god this guy's gonna be a star and then it's been nothing since then so I really do hope that Sean Spears does you know do something with this character here Brian Cage had a quick squash match after this Taz gets on the mic and he cuts a hell of a promo I'm glad that we're getting this Taz this is FTW Taz, 1Z, ECW style. I love it. Always been a big fan of Taz. I'm glad that he's the mouthpiece for Brian Cage. He brings a lot of legitimacy to Brian Cage, but Brian Cage having a mouth... Well, Brian Cage alone is a star. Him with a mouthpiece is a megastar, especially someone who could fire people up like Taz. He's calling out Mox. He's telling Mox to be careful. Mox comes out. He cuts a promo. He's not phased. He respects Brian Cage. He respects Taz, but he is not phased, and he's... Fired up and he can't wait to get into the ring and have the match with Brian Cage. I think that match is going to be phenomenal. And especially, we know that it's going to happen either on night one or night two of Firefest. They That gives them a lot of time to really build this match up. So I'm excited to see what they could do with a full buildup for Brian Cage and John Moxley. It also doesn't give... It also gives an excuse for Moxley going against Brian Cage. Because Brian Cage winning the ladder match... In his first match, it would have been too soon if he just got the title shot the next week on Dynamite. I'm glad that they're giving it a month build so you could really build Brian Cage up as a top contender for that belt. We finally see Lance Archer on the show after his loss to Cody at the pay-per-view. He's attacking some masked wrestler backstage. Well, outside in the parking lot. He tells Alex Marvez that everyone dies and he's here. He's not going to be chased off by Cody and one loss and leave he's here he's going to cause havoc and pain and mayhem and I'm just glad that he was on the show uh Jake the Snake he he apologized to Alex I didn't really get that but whatever Cole Cabana versus Chris Jericho was on this show pretty good matchup these two guys meshed pretty well there was some nice sequences where Cole Cabana went for like the Superman pin and it was reversed into the walls of Jericho I really like this. I think Cole Cabana is one of those guys who hasn't got his just due in this business. He, he's he been around forever. He's been he's one of the first wrestling podcasters. He's the originator of really selling your own merch and becoming your own boss and really building up the independent wrestling scene. So I like that Colt is finally getting some shine here. His match with Jericho was really good. Chris Jericho continues to impress. After the match, he calls out Mike Tyson he wants the baddest man on the planet. He says he wants to fight him right now. He doesn't want to wait. He's calling out the baddest man on the planet. And out comes Orange Cassidy. This is going to lead to an Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho match. I guess in the meantime. Before we get Tyson and Jericho. But I can't wait to see what Jericho do, could do with Orange Cassidy. Because Cassidy showed that he could be one of the more entertaining characters on this show. And then you put him with the champion. And I just can't expect anything but greatness from this so i'm really excited for this we got an ftr interview in the show they're sitting down with tully well not tully they're sitting down with tony shivani sorry i would love to see tully blanchard with ftr though as their manager that would be awesome but yeah so ftr is sitting down with tony shivani they're telling tony shivani that they're here 
well, now AEW has the best tag team division because they're here. They said that FTR stands for For the Revolution. They wanted to come to AEW because this is the center of the wrestling revolution. They were talking about they were talking about the wrestlers that they want to get in there with, the tag teams they want to get in there with. They said the Lucha Bros, they want to have a match with the Lucha Bros, show them what real tag team wrestling is. They want to get in there with the best friends. They want to get in there with Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. They said that they're not even a real tag team. And then Tony Schiavone said, what about the Young Bucks? The Young Bucks epitomize what tag team wrestling is. And FTR said that they want to just punch the Young Bucks in the face. They don't care about the Young Bucks. They are sick of Dave Meltzer just drooling all over the Young Bucks. And after this, we got... Butcher and the Blade confronting FTR because of the altercation that they had last week. This leads to the announcement that next week is going to be Butcher and the Blade versus FTR. I think that's going to be a phenomenal match. Both of their styles, in my on paper, match really well. So I think that it's a good first match of four FTR to be introduced to the AEW faithful, having them go against Butcher and the Blade. So I'm really excited for that. The main event of the show is for the TNT Championship. Cody Rhodes versus Jungle Boy. Cody Rhodes, first of all, another match where he's bleeding. God, Cody, you bleed too much, man. Like, how's there even any blood left in your body? But anyway, Cody and Jungle Boy have a really good matchup. Jungle Boy is just really coming to his own. He's only 22. Next week, he turns 23. So he's really coming to his own in such a young age. Mixing it up with Cody is just going to do wonders for his career. He's hanging with Cody. They have a great match. He has some jaw jacking with MJF, so I'm guessing that feud will continue with MJF and Jungle Boy. There's a part here where on the outside, Cody Rhodes headbutts the wall accidentally when uh, Jungle Boy, like he misses Jungle Boy, and he busts himself open pretty badly. He's bleeding. There's a table spot in this match. Really close matchup, but Cody Rhodes ends up with the victory, and... I just want to say that this was really good. I think that Cody's going to hold this title for a long time, but on the way to whoever he loses it to, he's going to be making stars out of a lot of these young guys. Next week, he's going against Mark Quinn in a singles match, so I think that that's going to be really good, and he's going to be making, like I said, making stars out of a lot of these young guys. That's why Cody has the title. That's why he needed to be that champion, because it brings more legitimacy for the younger guys when they face off with Cody in these open challenges on a week-to-week basis. So I was okay with this. It was a really decent show for AEW. It wasn't their best show. I I really liked it, but you could, I just know that this wasn't their best show in the last couple weeks. I'm going to give it a 8 out of 10. In my mind, it was still better than NXT. My match of the night was Cole Cabana versus Chris Jericho. I really did enjoy that matchup. I, like I said, for the all the reasons I said before, it's nice to see Colt finally getting his just due. It's cool to see Chris Jericho in a singles match on TV still. So I really did enjoy that matchup. And yeah, AEW, another good show. I am truly impressed with both these shows. I am impressed with the efforts of AEW and NXT that they continue to keep pushing forward through these tough times and give entertaining television for us viewers at home. So, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening. Catch you guys next week.
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.